Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. General, general thoughts about going into this week? How are we feeling? I mean, obviously, this is kind of a... Not a, shouldn't be any drama, suspense this week, but how are we feeling, gentlemen? There will be drama, Caesar. Okay. Not about whether we win or lose, but about how it looks going into Texas A&M. I thought you were going to say it's how we play the game. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> it, felt, it felt too easy. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, I feel uh, some uncertainty. I feel good about the defense. Looking forward uh, to our guy Eugene ending up on a lot of postseason All-SEC lists. However, um, the offense is, this is the project, right? This is the thing that they have to get fixed. Uh, So I'll be interested to see if they give some other guys a shot on the outside at wide receiver on this one to maybe try to find some other playmakers. You know, I I don't know who I want to see out there, but I was thinking Malcolm Johnson. I was going to say, I want to see Malcolm get his shot, man. Malcolm's got the speed, and uh, he's been working hard, so let him get his shot. I mean, could it be worse than what we're seeing right now? Like, I— I I don't know. I just I would I like. I, mean, to... it's, I don't think it's bad though. I just I mean it's not good, but it it could definitely be worse. So yes, it could okay. be worse. All right. Well, I mean yeah. it could be better. So oh, for sure it yeah, could be better. I'm, yeah, I'm hoping to, to see them try some different combinations of players out there, and maybe even see the return of some players that we know have been hurt. So, yeah, I know that this is inconsequential in terms of record, but it is very consequential in terms of establishing an identity and getting some momentum in terms of executing the details headed into SEC play. Okay. B, how you feeling? I watched. Watched the film. I'm actually encouraged. I'm encouraged. You're encouraged after watching the film. Do I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged after watching the film. Is it opposite day? <laughs> what, what, uh, what did you see that stood out in Be- watching the film? Mostly that I think Ike was right in that partially Peyton Thorne seems to be throwing late because he doesn't trust that guys are going to be where they're supposed to be. Uh-huh. I think that's fixable. The, okay. Hugh Freeze has been clearly critical mm-hmm. of the wide receivers from the moment that camp has started. So it seems to me that either he's going to try different guys who can actually do what he wants wide receivers to do, or he's going to put 
boots on butts until they actually do it. And I do think that's part of what we're seeing here is there was a particular, it was a, I think it was a stop route that Shane Hooks ran. And I paused it and said, here's where the ball needs to be out of his hand. We couldn't see where Shane Hooks was from the camera angle. But by the time he threw it, Shane Hooks was covered and the guy was kind of came, came in and broke up the, the pass. Throwing it when the guy is not yet open requires you to trust that the guy is going to be open by the time the ball gets there. One thing that we saw from Bo Nix during his tenure was he's not anticipating throwing the ball to where guys are going to be. And it, I, think, I think a lot of it had to do with he doesn't like messing up. You remember all the, the talk about how he didn't take sacks for like his entire high school career? He didn't want to throw the interception that killed us. So while Bo Nix was a quarterback from 2019, 2021, we saw a lot of stall drives that went nowhere, but we didn't see a lot of INTs from him. He didn't, he had some turnover worthy throws, but he didn't actually turn the ball over a lot because guys who want to be responsible, they know that weight. There's a pressure that means I can't be the one to mess this up. We might not get points on this drive, but I'm damn sure not about to turn the ball over. And I think that comes from being overly protective not trusting what you see, and not trusting your wide receivers. I think those are things that can improve because I don't think Hugh Freeze is going to stand for (laughs) continuing to miss on those opportunities week after week after week. I think something's going to change before we go through that type of insanity over and over and over again. So because that's what I saw when Ike was reviewing the film, I'm thinking, you know what? I think this gets better. I think it gets better. I'm not saying it looks dramatically better this week, it's still a work in progress. It's either going to be a different set of wide receivers, some guys come back from injury, or the ones that are there are going to get kicked into overdrive. But I do think it gets better. All right. How you feeling, man? Um, I am feeling like I don't know what to expect week to week right now. Uh, Mike and I talked about this this morning. I don't know that we have an identity offensively yet. And until I see an identity emerge, it's going to be difficult for me to really project what I want to see or expect to see week to week. Um, I just need to, I need to see them go out there and execute something consistently and look like, okay, this is what our bread and butter is. And this is how we're going to pivot off of that. Uh, so right now I'm just waiting because it's been a different team for both t- weeks here so far. Cupcake week one, don't get to see much. Week two, I don't know what that was. We'll see what we have here week three. Well, guys, let's get to it. It's time to talk about Auburn and Samford. Talk about them head-to-head before we get into this. Obviously, they're playing this game. It's a night game, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, ESPN+. Uh, Auburn is favored in this one, obviously. ESPN Football Power Index gives us a 98% chance of winning. Trivia, when was this game that Auburn, without cheating, when did Auburn have a tie? Oh, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, don't know. I, I looked this Sometime up earlier, Dave. Yeah, but I, say <laughs> I am curious. Time, I want to know when did this happen where Auburn tied with Samford. But last time they met uh, four years ago, Auburn beat them thoroughly. You have to expect that something similar will happen again this week. One of the things that I want to do, guys, with, with, with this game, obviously we tend to talk matchups here, but I, I think Auburn's going to be – This is going to be a mismatch no matter what position group we're discussing. What is the one thing that we want to see, one thing that you want to see improve? They usually say you can't learn much in these games. 
I tend to disagree given what we saw last week with Auburn. What is the one thing that you want to see cleaned up in this game going into the Texas A&M matchup on the road next week? I'll start with you, Mike. Yeah, the obvious one is passing yards. Uh, you know, so and I'll get that out of the way so you guys can go into like deeper analysis stuff. Pass the ball, man. This this passing offense has to be better than it was last year. Auburn was dead last in the conference. Robbie, I think, passed for two thousand yards with a hurt shoulder, and the floor is supposed to be higher, man. It is. You know, it, it didn't look great in game one. It definitely looked regressed in game two. And now in game three, I, I just want to see a jump. In both system and performance by the actual players. What's going to happen when Auburn has to throw the deep ball? Who's going to be there? Who's going to go down the field and get a catch for 30 yards? Who is going to jump over somebody down, going to fight for the football down the field. I I do not want to see them play conservative on the ground in this one. Uh, Hugh Freeze is offense needs to look, needs to look like Hugh Freeze's offense. Throw the ball, and you still don't have to get. It can still be simplistic route concepts, but I think that you should let Peyton Thorne try to push the ball down the field against this team and see what it looks like. Because this is game three, guys. And if it's not going to look tuned up, I think that that tells you something about what you need to prepare for going into SEC play. Be prepared. At what point have we seen a quarterback significantly turn things around like midseason in terms of passing? I mean, how often do we see that where the light turns on for a quarterback about midseason and then he starts doing, you know, I mean, and the reason why I'm harping on this is, is because I believe Auburn can run the ball. I just think it's harder when there's no threat of the pass mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> 94 yards is not going to get it done. How many yards does Auburn need to pass for this one so that fans feel like things are headed the right direction? I would like to see 300 yards through the air in this one. That, that was going to be my number. I need to see 300. I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think that's unreasonable. Total from all the quarterbacks. I would love to see. I, what did they finish game one with? I two something. Two fifteen or something like that. Two fifteen against UMass. Yeah, it was just over 200 yards versus UMass mm-hmm. through the air. That was acceptable. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, we won comfortably, one, and I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't expecting them to try to be like. Crazy through the air Correct. in that game. I thought they were going to come out and try to run the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. But yes, I need to see it. I need air that air it out. Bang out. <laughs> air it out, man. Air I'm it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I gotta see it. I just, I just don't know how you. I mean, you're running out of meaningful chances to to kind of just let. Like I don't, I don't know how I you or you guys feel about this, but whatever the football equivalent of a basketball player seeing the ball go through the hoop is, that's what I want to see. In the passing game, give them give give them some quick, easy throws. Remember the so, feeling, yeah, yeah. Of what it's like to throw and connect on a perfectly executed pass call, and it's really that simple, you know. So we could talk about. I mean, it, it, I don't think it makes any sense to spend a lot of time talking about you know game concepts and strategy, right? Your strategy is beat them badly, and because you're better, <laughs> but do it 
doing some semblance of who you are on offense. You don't have to give away what you're going to do. You plan on passing the ball versus AM, I would show them a ton of pass. Okay. Make them respect it and then maybe run the ball on them. Some anything, literally anything. But you can't go, you can't go, you can't use this game and then go in to Texas AM with them thinking, sell out against the run, and these quarterbacks are no threat. You gotta at least make them think about it a, a bit going into this. I think they need to they need to have to prepare for it, guys. If they if they're not gonna prepare for it and then you go out there and you're no threat, I I don't like Albert's chances against a and Shouts out to Ed Darby. Uh, he asked this question. I think this is going to be an easy one for you, given what you just stated you want to see, Mike. Over and under, Auburn pass attempts. He got 28 versus uh, Sanford. I would have put it at 25. I think they had like, what, 17 or 18 versus Cal? It was not a ton. <laughs> um, actually, yes, they had a total of 17 pass attempts yeah. versus Cal. Yeah, I mean, over under at 25, no, no, it's got to be more than that. Yeah, 28. You nailed it, Ed. 28. Somewhere so close to 30. Taking, so you're taking an over? Or, <laughs> I, I was yeah, saying, is, yeah. are you pushing so on that? Are you taking, he should have put 28.5. So, yeah, yeah I'm taking it. You know, it's funny, though, depending on how the game is going, if the defense tosses in some touchdowns, what does the offense look like? Do they go conservative? You know, like if this gets out of hand early, but the, the but the defense adds some points, you know, punt return for a touchdown. I'm going over team. all the way. I don't care about none of that. I don't okay. care if you put the backups in, continue to air it. Like you need uh. to work on this pass offense. You need your backup yeah, receivers right. to get reps on what they're doing as far as route depths. You need everybody to get on the same page about what they're seeing, what the defense is doing. The pass offense needs work. Go air it out. On that overthrow to Thorn, what I was told was that route was actually supposed to be run two yards deeper than it was. Oh, see, you didn't watch the film because I said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know, but like <laughs> confirmed, confirmed that route was actually. Oh, yeah, I said I wasn't sure. I was like, it looks like he he might yeah, have yeah. cut the route off short. Yeah, so. I confirmed it. That route was supposed to be run two yards deeper than it was. And, and so Thorne the ball threw was it to a spot, spot. and he yeah. wasn't there. Yeah, and he wasn't yeah. there. So Which is exactly was, why you see Thorne not throwing it when he's supposed to later. It's like last time I threw it the way you were supposed to be. You weren't there, buddy. Him, so I'm just yeah, going to wait to get Cut him some slack over. on that one. Yeah, cut him yeah. some slack on that one. That ball was thrown to a spot, and the route was run wrong. Mm-hmm. And it looked like a bad overthrow. But yeah. the truth is, is that, I mean, if you have no faith in your receivers being at the proper depths, you cannot throw with anticipation. Mm-hmm. You can't. It's hard to throw a guy open when you, when he's not he's all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So I I mm, yeah I'm with you. I run, run like d- tune this up. Take this chance to tune it up. And if you can't against this team, that tells you something about who you might have to be or what changes you have to make moving into SEC play. Kiera McAlpine here, and it could this could be an explanation counter to what she's saying. Peyton Thorne's QB rating the first two games has actually been pretty good. I think it's more mental for him. He hesitates. So could here's be, the thing could, I'll could, say. Could it be a combination of some things here to explain this? Go ahead, Ike. No, I was going to say his QPR is going to be good because he's not throwing the ball enough for it to matter. Like he didn't throw, he's not throwing it enough to take chances or any of that stuff. Like if he, if it ain't there, then he's just throwing it away. Like, yeah, when you when you're actually out there trying to throw the ball more, you have more opportunities for that QBR to be lower. He hasn't operated 
inefficiently, but he still hasn't operated well. Like there's his a QPR difference. QPR was fifty six versus Cal. Yeah, okay, I don't even know what his QPR is, but my yeah, point it, is it, that it, it's not he he hasn't done anything that's been spectacular or where you're like, oh yeah, this boy is surgical with this thing. He's really like, like. Just again, even the opportunities that he had with guys that were open and him not hitting them, I'm just like, yo, what are we doing right here? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I just need to see. I need to see something, man. Show me something. And again, and and listen, this is. I have to keep giving this caveat. This is not me being down on Peyton Thorne. There is a mix of reasons why it's looked like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I like to see is this offense, not just Peyton Thorne. This offense looked like they've practiced together. One or two yeah. times, right? There look, are a couple, like y'all practice together. There are a couple different QB stats. I'm not sure that I'm in love with these like advanced QB metrics. Some of them feel like super subjective. Um, so the QBR, and then there's QB rating, and there's NFL rating, and there's all these things. Um, uh, Passer rating, which is different from quarterback <laughs> rating, which is different from yeah, I'll, yeah. I'm just it, there, it's all highly subjective. So I, I, I don't even whether it's low or high. You know, I, I don't. I think it's a little inconsequential here. With more, it's more about what we're seeing in terms of execute again details. Because I mean, what's what's his completion percentage right now? Sixty-one percent on the season. Listen, man, we, we've very, been begging for a, at least mid sixties. Like, can we get closer to seventy ish? Because right. I think the offense, and this is the, the question you're asking, and I know you said the pass offense, but I I just want to see them run the RPO game properly. Right. Right. Right, whether it's a pass or a run, are we checking into the right stuff offensively? When the look says run the ball, run the ball. If the look says throw the ball, throw the ball, and pick the correct side of where you're going to be throwing the ball to. I need to see them operate an offense that looks competent because you've got the RPO gives you a fix for everything. You just have to pick the right solution. I'm not even seeing us like Coach Free said it himself. We didn't run RPO enough against Cal. We barely ran it. Yeah. You go and watch the film. We did not run a bunch of RPO stuff. We were call passes, called runs. Give yourself the option early in the game to have solutions to whatever they're going to throw at you, and let your quarterback go out there and operate. To me, it feels as if because they're not running RPO, that shows a lack of confidence in what we're doing offensively. They don't yeah. understand the concepts well enough for us to be able to do this. And that's yeah. not good. You really only have this. We only got one more tune-up before we really need to be rolling with this. I need to see it Saturday. Yeah. I, I, his, his, so his completion percentage is 61.3. According to PFF, his adjusted is also 61.3. Mm. So, so we know, haven't uh, had drops. Yeah, but that's but we we talked about we argued this about whether one of those passes was actually dropped. They haven't adjusted it. Usually, the day after the a couple few days after the game, they'll relook at that stat, and you might see drops change. Right. But they have not they have not changed their mind about any of the drop. I think he maybe has one drop for sure. B, what is the one thing you're looking forward to seeing? Mike Mike wants to see us us push the ball down the field. Mm. What is it that you're looking to see improvement upon last week going into A&M? I actually don't mind not seeing the ball being pushed down the field because I want to see what looks like rhythm and a connection between QB and and wide receiver. I don't care if it's a bunch of stop routes, out routes. Like I I want it to look like the wide receiver's crossing. He saw the zone. He saw where to go and cross, and then Thorne hit him in stride right in the middle. Like we saw... 
I saw a lot of that watching week one of the NFL, right? Even when guys don't look open yet, like it is, it's a bunch of anticipation throw. Now, mostly starters were playing week one of the NFL, so you do, you have guys who are professional quarterbacks playing and throwing this way. If it was a bunch of backups, you'd probably see a lot less of it or a lot more turnovers or that type of thing. But it makes a huge difference. Like you don't really have to be the, have the greatest arm, we, we sat and talked about when we came up on the, the pick for the Tennessee game, how Joe Milton has looked in the first two weeks. You figure, all right, man, you got a rifle. You can put it in any tight window on the field that you see between defenders. Yeah, but you don't have to have a mm. gun for an arm to be a good quarterback. But what you absolutely have to have is timing and rhythm. And your, your QB and your wide receivers have to be on the same page. Mm. We've talked about how we think Q freeze is actually honest and forthcoming with his assessment of different positions. He's been critical of Peyton Thorne. He's been critical of the wide receivers, especially I would imagine that somebody who likes passing as much as he does, he's got to be just, <laughs> got to be eating him up on the inside when we look to the pass game looks terrible. Like, I wonder if we ran for 350 yards and threw for 150, he'd be like, yeah, this is good, but uh, y'all, y'all not doing what I want you to do. Again, I think it all depends on is the reason why you're only throwing for 150 because you can't? Right. Right? Like, oh, because if you, you don't have to. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's there's a difference. Like, all stats are not created equal. I think it, it depends on how the offense is operating and how you're winning football games and how the offense is doing. Whether you're going to look at that and you're going to say, ah, oh, man, you threw for... 400 yards this game but you look inept in your run blocking like that's not nothing that's nothing good to right, see right.